Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Hello once again. Uh, welcome to another edition of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, back in Tucson at the White Stallion Ranch. She is. And Bunker I'm de France. Todd Roberts. Here. I never left. He never left. And Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. And he never left Los Angeles. No. Good day, sir. Gentlemen. Well, and I, I got to tell you, uh, last, last Saturday's show... <laughs> I'm still glowing from that one because it was just so doggone good getting to meet Joe Musso and and, and able to talk with him uh, at great length and just seeing the collection of goodies that he has was most incredible. Yeah, Harry showed me the photos, which I I have to confess that's the one part of the trip I'm in. So. Yeah, I mean it was uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just great, great so photos. so cool being really there, yeah. being close enough to touch it, but knowing that if you did, he'd take one of those Bowie knives and cut your fingers off, smack you with it. Oh no, he he lets you he lets you touch stuff. He you know, uh, he he's he, he's certain things he will let you touch. It's the, the your biggest offense when you're there, the biggest sin you could commit when you're there uh, is looking at Joe. As he's giving you the tour and say something to the effect of, uh, so Joe, is this real? <laughs> you said that to him? And he'll go, oh, no. well, uh, Danny, when I took Danny out there, and you know, there's all the real memorabilia, and then the military memorabilia, yeah. and yeah. then there's the movie military memorabilia. Right. And Danny was like, now, is this real? <laughs> of course it's real. What do you, what? <laughs> it's real. Everything in here is real. And I said, well, Joe, Slap I think he's referring to the fact that, you know, some, there is some memorabilia here, and then there is real stuff here. Yeah. Yeah, but even the even the non-real, real stuff is real, because it really came out in the movie. See? Okay, Joe, thank you. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, that, and if you're not looking where he's pointing, right? he also might, uh, he might point you, your eyes in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. He's, well, he's been known to do that. It was a great visit with him, and I thank him again. Uh, yeah. And thank you, Todd, for uh, taking taking me over there, and uh, thank Joe again for allowing us to do the program from there. Because yeah. what a what a great place! I t- plan to take the uh, photos that I took and turn them into a little vi- video featurette type of thing That'd to cool. some narration, narration and uh-huh. uh, put it up on the Voices of the West dot net website because we don't have a YouTube channel anymore. Ha ha ha! By the way, Todd, I want to thank you for the swag that Harry brought back. I really <laughs> like slag that. swag. It's what? It's not it's swag. Swag. What did I say? Swag. You said slag. Oh, maybe it is a little slag. Oh, no, good. You know, God. I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm, take it back from. I don't talk that clear anyway. <laughs> if you can understand me, good luck. But I, I really love that gopher snake belt buckle. Yeah. Let's go for well, snakeskin. Bad, snakeskin. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that you like it. I really am. I'm wearing it right uh, now. Well, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, but well, your trouble know, all with those it. gifts were thought out. Uh, Noah had a big hand in all of it, and uh, of you know thinking through. I, I will say that when I walked in there uh, and I was at her dad's desk, and he had that uh, wolf 
uh, lockback knife, folding knife bunker, I thought, that's for bunker. Oh. That, that is for bunker. Make sure you thank Noah for the stuff that came from her trading post because that was it's neat too. She needs she needs recognition for the trading post. We need to do an epic commercial for it. And 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 she's also a great roadie. <laughs> oh God, yes. Put up with she's you probably guys, the best be. kissing roadie I ever come across. You know, well, and I haven't. I, you know, I haven't had yeah. many kissing roadie roadies, but uh, yeah. As far as a roadie goes, I mean, she packed my stuff up. It was like, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I had a great. I, you party. know, I, I I'm not I, I as I said to you, Harry. You know, um, I'm not surprised. You know, but I wouldn't have been a little shocked if she hadn't have been. I mean, 32 years. Yeah. At Disney and right. a master's degree in theater. Yeah. Yeah. She she knows her way around cables. She knew exactly what went where and how it was supposed to connect and uh, got all of my plugs back and I'm so yeah. happy with that. <laughs> yeah. She, I've I've told you guys many times of how unique she is. Yes. Uh, I'll tell you another way that how unique she is. Uh, she's the only girl that I know that wants uh, Shipley's book of knots more than she'd want a diamond ring. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's, keeper. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. She's, she's been looking for it for thirty years. Oh, and she's in the doorway right now. She's in the doorway. Hello, she's, Noah. She's wait. She's she's shaking her fist at me and right. giving me the uh, yeah, giving yeah. me the old fish eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stink eye. Yeah. Well, hello, Nola. Thank you uh, for all of your help too. Appreciate it very much. Our program for today is uh, about nuggets. A fistful of nuggets. Fistful of nuggets, if you want to go spaghetti. Um, but first, <laughs> we have some stuff that we want to talk to you about. Uh, first off, um, coming up in uh, on the 20th and uh, through the 23rd of uh, this month, October, in Tucson, uh, it's the four-day International Wild Bunch Film Festival It'll be at the Galaxy Theaters in Tucson. They had been holding them in Wilcox, but now uh, they're going to bring it up to Tucson. And and uh, they're also going to have their first annual Robert Shelton Award. Bob Shelton is the guy who really got old Tucson going. Uh, and, uh, created turned, film in Tucson. Tr- really. Yeah, created it to uh, see the way, you know, the way old Tucson was back in the... Early late fifties and into the seventies, so that's uh, that is coming up. Let's see. Festival hours are happening from three to ten on Thursday. That would be the twenty on uh, Friday, three to ten. Saturday, ten to, and Sunday, ten to ten. Uh, let's see. Book signings and a uh, uh, variety of other things going on there. Jeez. They've got three films scheduled. Here's here's the way to uh, find out more about this. Um, go to uh, let's see here uh, well it's a PR log hey if you're interested I'll be happy to send it to you it's a really long long news release but here's what you can do uh, just type in Wild Bunch Film Festival and you will find it uh, right there and it'll give you everything that you need to know about the event it's a great event we were uh, at last year's event and had a ton of fun down in Wilcox. Yeah, I had good interviews. I talked to several people. Yeah. And also, as I understand, they're going to be featuring 
the movie Cowboy with uh, John Wayne yeah. and have some of the cast people there. Nice, excellent. Okay. They didn't invite me. I worked on it. Well, maybe they didn't know you worked on it. Well, that's their fault. I'm just saying. I know, I know. <laughs> Don't get defensive. Eric. I'm not. Not at all. <laughs> Put I pulled, your gun away. Dude, I, I, pu- I pulled cable on that one. They didn't. <laughs> you. What do you got? Okay, well, I've got, as long as we're talking about events, um, the first Saturday in November, that'll be the uh, first weekend, excuse me, will be November 5th and 6th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. It'll be the Cowboy Festival out at the Empire Ranch. It's put on by the Empire Ranch Foundation. They invite you to come on down. It's fun for the whole family. There'll be Western music and entertainment, history and cultural demonstrations, ranch life exhibits, 45-minute trail rides, kids' activities, skilled artisans and speakers, silent auction, food. There'll be an ATM there available if you see something at one of the vendors and you want to get it, want to pay in cash and not plastic or whatever. We don't, they don't take debts. Well, most of the vendors do take plastic, but that's certainly a good uh, good thing to have. Yeah, and it's uh, we're asking a $20 donation per vehicle, uh, and it is put on by the Empire Rounds Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So any, any money raised from this will go to the preservation and keeping up the history of the ranch. And... I got to tell you, even if the event wasn't going on, just going down there and walking around, it's a 22-bedroom ranch house. There's outbuildings. I mean, there's just a whole day's worth of stuff doing without the event. Mm-hmm. So you know, put your cowboy on and come on down. There you go. You got any uh, public service announcements that you want to pass on, Todd? Uh, absolutely. Uh, number one. Um, uh, here in L.A., The Godfather will be screened with a full orchestra doing all of the music wow. from start to finish. Oh, cool. Is that a Western? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's very much, uh, if you remember the film with Jimmy Stewart uh, and Arthur Kennedy, uh, the, man, the Man from Laramie, uh, which is basically King Lear. This uh, The Godfather is King Lear in, in New York in the 40s with the Mafia. Um, and so uh, it's just something unique, something yeah, different. I sure. uh, see it on the big screen with a full orchestra playing the entire score. And uh, uh, while Harry was here, well, no, the weekend before Harry so. came, uh, they did um, The General with uh, Buster Keaton. Wow. And they also did a... Uh, a silent Tom Mix. Ooh, ooh, nice. So uh, it, it's it's kind of starting to gather a little momentum. So look for it. Uh, you got a website coming to your town. <clears throat> you got a website for info? Um, it's on Instagram. Eyes where I get it. And okay. if you type in and go to Instagram and hit uh, Godfather Screening, I'm sure it will come up. Okay. Good. All right. Well, no. I've got I've got a thing here I want to mention. A fellow passed away here, Kevin Locke. He was a member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and uh, from ancestral line of Lakota and Anishinaabe. He passed away last Friday, well, actually on thirtieth. Uh, he was an acclaimed flute player, hoop dancer, cultural ambassador, and educator. He performed for almost forty years for hundreds of thousands of people in more than 90 countries. Uh, we lost a great uh, brother, 
uh, a man that really worked for the Indian culture and the cause, and a hell of a showman. All right. I got some more stuff here. Please do. Well, last week, we missed this, but on uh, Tuesday the 4th was Charlton Heston's birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Chuck. Uh, this coming Monday, that's the 10th, is Richard Jekyll's birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Dickie. Uh, and on the 14th... I'm sure Gene Freeze will be celebrating big mm-hmm. time. I'm sure Gene Freeze will be celebrating oh, big yeah, time. Yes. He wrote the book on Richard Jekyll. Yeah, a hell of a book, too. And the 14th is Lillian Gish's birthday. I think she'd be about 10,000 years old by now. <laughs> but still a babe. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? She did, I was amazed, she did so many westerns, a little short. Yeah, yeah. Her yes. sister, Dorothy, didn't do very many. Hmm. Oh, Whatever. Ed Hotties, both of them. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's see, what else did you want me to read this uh, yeah, do Teddy that, Roosevelt? Do that. Uh, not Teddy, excuse me, Theodore. Want me to introduce it for you? <clears throat> Theodore Roosevelt, yes. Okay, this <clears throat> is uh, Theodore Roosevelt's strenuous life speech from 1899, and it's just the first paragraph, but I think it so well expresses our view of, uh, on the show of what, what a hombre is. And this was delivered uh, April 10th, 1899, and Theodore Roosevelt states, In speaking to you, men of the great city of the West, men of the state which gave to the country Lincoln and Grant, men who preeminently and distinctly embody all that is most American in the American character, I wish to preach not the doctrine of ignoble ease, but the doctrine of strenuous life, the life of toil and effort of labor and strife, to preach that highest form of success which comes not to the man who desires mere easy peace, but to the man who does not shrink from danger, from hardship, or from bitter toil, and who out of these wins the splendid ultimate triumph. That's not awesome. Bully. The speech is pages long, but that first paragraph sums up, I think, what American manhood used to be should be and could be. You know, Theodore Roosevelt, when you look at it, he, he was really the only cowboy president. Mm-hmm. I mean, he spent time in the West, uh, had a ranch in the Dakotas, um, and he learned all of this on his own. Yeah. It wasn't like he was born into it. He was a, he was born into wealth in, in New York, and because of his health, decided to go West and learn what he needed to learn, and absolutely and loved it. You know, here's, here's, I've got a biography of him at home that it's, uh, I wish I could remember the right name because there's like about a hundred biographies. Yeah. But his life is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, his childhood, what he accomplished, at like 14 years old, his tachydermy like, collection yeah. Yeah. was put into the Smithsonian because yeah. it was better than what they had. I know. Amazing man. Well, and, and they made great movies out of uh, his escapades. Uh, 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 what was the, the two or three part one made for television? Tom Skerritt. Oh, yeah. It was in. Uh, that's a great. That's Sam Elliott. I think Sam Elliott was in that, too. Well, there's one. There's Rough one, Riders. Uh, Wind in the Line. It's only one well, short. Well, that's Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, not Skerritt. Pardon me. Tom Berenger and the great, uh, written and directed by the great John Milius, but yeah. also has a lot of great actors in it, including my great, great friend that I still mourn, 
the loss of Francesco Quinn, Anthony Quinn's son, yeah. is in it as well, uh, as was Buck Taylor and Brad Johnson and Bunches uh, of George people. Hamilton yeah. and just some great actors. Bunches of people. Great who, performances by yeah, all of them. Indeed. No question yeah, about it. One of my favorite Teddy Roosevelt's is from Wind and the Lion. It's just a short scene. Absolutely. Brian Keith, when he jumps up on top of the desk and is telling the reporters about the grizzly bear. I mean, I died. That was That's one of my all-time favorite scenes. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Well, let's see here. Uh, oh, wait. Here, let's do this. Uh, let's do a commercial break before we get back into uh, oh, what we're going to do because roll, we're at that. Go. Yeah, hey, we're at that time, so let's uh, just make it happen. It is Abel Franzi's Voices of the West streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. The land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. 
Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voices of the west at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Take Dodge City over there. Gomorrah of the Plains, they call it. Jump off spot. People coming and going all the time, good, bad, and worse. Temper's high. A man will draw his gun quicker to prove a point than he'll draw on his logic. This is the Voices of the West. You do any uh, square dance calling there, Bunker? Do see do around your toe, take her up and get your go. Throw it down and jump around. Look out, buddy, there she goes. All right. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Emil Francis. I'm Roy Rogers. <laughs> I didn't say you were. Welcome back to, and thank God. Welcome <laughs> back to uh, Emil Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Bunker and I are in Tucson at the White Stallion Ranch, streaming the ball. show to you live. Having a ball more fun than squirrels, a sack of squirrels. Well, you know, you know why they call Dodge City the Gomorrah, the, the prairie, don't you? I'll bite. Why is that, Bunker? Because the cowboys go more there than anywhere. <laughs> okay, we're here all week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to do a little little new piece for the show. I'm, all right. We're calling. I'm calling this. Bunkers around the bunkhouse. We don't have theme music for it yet, we're but working we're working on it. We're working on it. Working on it. <laughs> uh, anyhow, what basically the premise is going to be uh, little bios and, and yeah. little nuggets about movies and stuff. And I want okay. to start out today with a fella who I had never heard of, and I actually accidentally stumbled on him. His name is Faye Glenn Adams. I stumbled on him when we were doing uh, the Cowgirls. Mm-hmm. Women of the character and actors. I saw mm-hmm. Faye Adams. I said, "Oh, I got to look Faye up." Mm-hmm. Turns out Faye wasn't a girl. Was okay, a but it's interesting guy. He was born on uh, March twenty first, in eighteen ninety eight, in Diaz, Chihuahua, Mexico. Uh, his father was William Adams. His mom, I love his mom's name, Domer Jones Adams. Domer, what a great, interesting. Name. Yeah, he was the sixth of eleven kids. And he worked on uh, many ranches in his uh, in the Southwest and into California. Benny or Minnie? He worked ben, <laughs> Benny ranches, and you know, Benny had a lot of ranches. <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing, when he was about fourteen, uh, it, down in Mexico, his mom was. I guess the family had a ranch down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his mom was having trouble doing childbirth and actually passed in childbirth. Oh. So his sister Edith, which was the oldest, had some of the kids. Uh, went down. The dad was, and the dad, well, they didn't, it was such a hurry, they didn't take any documents or papers and stuff. And the federalities down there said, well, you know, that's just tough. You got to go. Oh, and they said, well, we, we're here to bury our mom. And they said, and the dad said, hey, you know, my wife has died. I want to, family wants to pay our respects. Yeah. The federality pulled out his pistol, pointed it at the, at the dad. Edith jumped in front of him. Federale shot over her. Whoa. The top of the dad's head. Whoa. And a double funeral. Oh, that's my. That's at 14 years old. Goodness yeah. sakes. I mean, that's Western. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, later in his early 20s, he started rodeoing. He did well. He did a great many rodeos across the U.S., including Madison Square Garden in Canada. He won a lot of titles, and 
including being a world champion calf roper. He became friends with Hoot Gibson, the great rodeo champion and movie star, and uh, Hoot helped him get into the picture business. He worked for a whole bunch of westerns, mostly uncredited. And this is the irony of it. In 1929, he was working on uh, Bud Parker's ranch down outside of Nogales, and he had a horse accident while practicing for a steer rope and coming up in El Paso, Texas. His horse got tangled in the rope, tripped, and threw him, and the horse landed on his head. He died wow. three, three days later of pneumonia. Wow. But uh, he had a short, active life, and I was only able to come up with two of his movies, but I thought I'd share them with you. Uh, I think part of one exists still, and I'm going to start with the oldest of the two. They're only like weeks apart. Uh, a Daughter of the Sioux. It was a black and white silent, J. Charles Davis Productions, uh, directed by Ben Wilson, and it was written by Brigadier General Charles King. And uh, anyhow, the cast was, uh, was uh, Wilson. Oh, Wilson, the director, was the, the uh, principal. Neva Gerber, play, uh, Faye played a trooper Kennedy. The other movie was Tonio, Son of the Sierras. Uh, that was a 45-minute film, black and white, silent. Ben Wilson again directed it. Again, he starred in it as Lieutenant Harris. Neva Gerber was in it again. Uh, Robert Walker, not the one we know now, but the silent Robert Walker. And Chief Yovahachi. He plays uh, Geronimo in uh, The Son of Geronimo, a uh, serial that stars uh, Clayton Moore. Yes, he does. And he was Tonio, who was the son of the Sierras. <clears throat> Anyhow, moving on, I want to mention one guy, Bill Patton. He was a henchman. That's what you got to recognize our henchman. And that's pretty much uh, all I've got on good old Faye. You know, God bless the cowboy. Todd? Well, um, I've talked about this before. The uh, American Cowboy Magazine came out with the 100 Greatest Movies of All Time. That's a mm-hmm. book, and I have it, and I look through it all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I pick bone. I pick a bone. I, you know, I I have a big bone to pick with this, even though my friend Ken Amarasano was involved in it. But when I then go, which I didn't notice before, and that's my fault. They have a little section in here, two pages of the ten worst westerns ever made. Oh, there's a so bad western. I'm going to really take issue here, um, and 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 I hope I offend somebody somewhere. Because, um, you know, uh, I'm is, some of these are really silly. Uh, number one, worst Western ever made, The Way, the Way West, directed by Andrew McLaughlin and Kirk Douglas. Sally Field's big career debut. Number two, Dancers with Wolves, won Best Picture what? and won several Oscar, other Oscars. What? Now, uh, McKenna's Gold is number four which uh, J. Lee Thompson directed, but it has Omar Sharif, Gregory Peck, Telly Savalas, uh, Edward G. Robinson, Robinson. Uh, uh, Julie, Julie Newmar, Ooh, yes. um, um, Lurch, um, and Jeff several Cassidy. other great cast members. Um, but this is a movie where Julie Newmar is naked. Swimming in a pond. Okay. 
And that is enough for it to be in the top five of all-time westerns right there. Hey, Emil, Emil gave it what? five stars. Yes, and I've always liked it, I know. And by the way, let's not forget that Victor Jory is the narrator. Mm-hmm. Number five, uh, okay, see, some I do agree with. Number six, Wild Bill. Walter Hill directed it. It's got Jeff Bridges playing Wild Bill Hickok. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I, I still enjoyed it. Weird but good. I, I loved it. Weird man. but good. Yeah. Great costumes, uh, authentic gun leather, authentic saddles. Great quotes. Uh, and pretty, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty close to history. Okay. Quick in the Quick in the Dead, nineteen ninety five, by Sam Raimi, Sharon Stone. I like that um, movie. The, you know the whole film. Uh, first of all, you got a, a fabulous cast, including. Um, Sharon Stone and Gene Hackman and uh, uh, Fel Reed did all the guns um, and he also orchestrated all the gun leather. You've got Keith David and you've got Leonardo DiCaprio and you've got Jake Johnson who worked on the leather as well um, and a list of other great actors including Lance Hendrickson Yes, and yes. Uh, um, um, Great Boots um, Pat um, Pat Hingle and uh, on and on and on and uh, uh, Gary Sinise and uh, it's just kind of silly the last one though I, I really you know this this is just uh, you know I hope someone's listening so that they revoke <laughs> my uh, member to my, my <laughs> oh we lost him my subscription to the magazine there you go. Uh, the Culpepper Cattle Company directed oh, by Dick Richards it's uh, Gary Grimes and Billy Greenbush and Matt Clark and Jeffrey, uh, 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 Jeff, Joffrey Lewis, Walter and Scott. on and on and on. Great cast. It's a fun movie. Billy it's Greenbush. It's also very, very realistic of the way the West was. Yeah, and it's one of the were. best. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, now they've got some films in here that I'm not going to mention. Uh, just like I didn't really enjoy mentioning the ones that made it to the top 100 best list. Let me just start off by start saying with 100 that work your way down. <laughs> the number one film uh, on this list of greatest westerns of all time um, is uh, is Once Upon a Time in the West. A tremendous film. I love it beyond compare. But they have it above The Searchers, Red River, High Noon, Shane, Unforgiven, The Wild Bunch, Bad Day at Black Rock, Stagecoach, uh, they died with their boots on. Will Penny, Treasurer Sierra Madre, Bush you and Sundance. going to do all 100. And uh, oh, the Oxbow Incident. Man and Shot Liberty Balance. And, of course, Money Walsh's number 20. Um, wow. So I don't know how anyone could say Once Upon a Time in the West is better than The Searchers. Yeah, really. Um, and let's remember that it is... Um, Subjective. Well, yes and no, Bunker, and I'll take issue with that in that conceptually because it is Martin Scorsese's favorite film, mm-hmm. period, and it is John Milius's favorite script, period. Mm-hmm. So it is my uh, top it, top film. Yeah. So you know, uh, uh, some things I agree with you. Some things are subjective. That's not, and I just had to throw that out. I, Please don't not go buy the book or not buy it if you come across it. 
somewhere. It's a, It's got a lot of great Westerns in it. It, it will help you expand your list for great Westerns. There's going to be plenty you haven't seen. So I, I just want to throw that out, and there you have it. I just want to know how... Who 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 were the people judging this? I mean, uh, the editors of American Cowboy Magazine. Okay, so how, oh, I've got the book. I got. The I just, book. I'm, I'm oh, just. Well, I'm at a loss for words. No, I want, I doesn't want, happen very I want, often. I want to, this is. I'm just going to interject my approach to it. I don't believe in best or top ten. Mm. I believe in outstanding, and then. One category above outstanding is classic, and that and I don't care if it's one or one hundred films. You, if it's outstanding, it's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. They're not competing with each other, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it, I, you know, you got to look at each film in a, in a, in its own right. You have to look at when the it was done. It was done. Uh, there, there are so many factors that have to be looked at, and to just say this is it, and don't even think about revising this list is a bunch of uh, Bravo Sierra. The worst thing about those lists is they're almost always done contemporary. They, yeah. And the, the more decades further back you get, yeah. the less likely you're going to be included. And they, they pass over films that are that would blow you away, but nobody's seen them because they're not alive. You know, they weren't alive when they were shown. And speaking of films that are going to get you're going to be blown away by. I'm going to talk about that in our next segment after this commercial break. I want to talk about... Because I'm going to tell you about bees that you need to see. Because... Yes! You need to see these. And I've been after Harry to do this. Do it, Harry. We'll be back with Abel Franzi's Voices of the West after these messages. Stay tuned. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Ole Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansion facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. Little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but blank henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. 
When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Rena henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hello, I'm Travis Mills, and I made 12 Westerns in 12 months, and you're listening to Voices of the West. On Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, we are streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch, just located north of Tucson, and it's a beautiful day today at the ranch as well, and eh, a couple clouds here and there and whatnot, but other than that, it's, yeah, low 80s, it's, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome to Mr. Rogers' Desert. I like that. Will you be my friend? Will you? <laughs> now, before we get into stuff yes, here. Yes, yes, This is a non-commercial this, this, commercial. This is really important. I received a phone call just before we went to air. Urgent phone call. Urgent phone call. Uh, how urgent? Well, it was an unknown caller. They they did not leave me their phone number. But their mes- they left me a message. That's nice. And their message says, please... Do not use your Apple devices until you speak with an Apple's Apple's support representative in order to speak right now. Press 1. Thank you. Well, you know, I, that was too late because I bit into my Apple and I only found half a worm. You know, I don't use Apple because... It's wormy. We'll just leave it at that. So I had, I made the mistake of... Oh, you did? Pressing one one. Oh, God. Yeah, and the next thing you know, I inherited an entire family of people from somewhere in <laughs> Pakistan or East India. You know? Who kept calling me, who were all in Texas, who all kept telling me that um, uh, my device was just about to crash any second. And, uh-huh. um People from Russia or somewhere uh, uh, in the in in way way Eastern Europe were going to be holding all my information hostage, hmm. and uh, I said, "Well, you know what? Uh, they can keep it and take okay. it off my hands, and I feel a lot better. So thank you, and have a good day." You know, I have I know a Nigerian prince who can help you out with uh, money if uh, necessary. Yes, indeed. Well, I know his. I know his. Just, uh, just send him a thousand I know, bitcoins. I, I know his niece. Oh, you do. Okay. She, yeah, she used to email me uh, constantly. Um, yeah, oh, and tell me how she was uh, on a on a uh, uh, on a uh, an art buying trip throughout um, North Africa, Morocco, Tunisia, yeah. and so yeah. on. Yeah. And oh. then um, she would then. Speaking, uh, it would, everything would go silent, and a few days would pass, and then Call uh, back. she'd say, "Oh my God, I'm so happy to connect with you." Uh, <laughs> this is all email. Um, I'm stranded in um, in Riyadh, oh, yeah. and I can't get home. Can you send me money? Right. And right. I'd say, "Wait a minute. Um, you said you were in North Africa." Well, that was and then. Uh, Riyadh, North the Africa, response would be, "Well, I decided to take a flight." From North Africa 
to go through Saudi Arabia and come yeah. home. And yeah. I said, um, uh, what uh, airline are you using? Because um, most of them don't like to go, um, you know, uh, uh, against, you know, they like to go catching the hours, not losing the hours. And she was, uh, at that point, everything went silent. So. Yep. Uh, she probably had to go back to working in the. Well, speaking of Nigerian friends, Harry has in, in a the call, to see in here. the call in the call center there. Yeah, um, and yeah. yeah. There's a feature in our newsletter, the Voices of the West newsletter, and if you're not a recipient of that, uh, it's easy to get. Just uh, go on to the Voices of the West net website, and there should be a little thingy that comes up and says, "Want to subscribe to the newsletter." And if not, if it doesn't show up, uh, just shoot us an email, voicesofthewest at gmail.com, uh, with your name and all the um, other important information, and I'll pop you into uh, the newsletter list. And what that newsletter does is it has a variety of information, tells you what's coming up on the next program, uh, a couple of funnies from uh, Mr. DeFrance, or some cowboy history, or, or whatever it is that he happens to... Uh, submit for that particular week. We've got our uh, Best Western Contest going on in the newsletter. Uh, We do some cowboy tidbits, uh, which are pretty doggone good uh, at the tail end of the newsletter there. Things to... uh, History, humor... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pictures. pictures. And one of the other... Posters. Yeah, posters. One of the other things I do is a, a movie reviews, and Bunker talked me into doing this because I like B movies. I like B-Western movies. I love them. Um, (laughs) My my wife will tell you that I broke her in in, in, in watching these things. She went from sci-fi to cowboy. She went from, indeed, sci-fi to cowboy. Um, She's watched Westerns before. When she was in uh, junior high school, she and her girlfriend went to one of the theaters here in Tucson and watched True Grit six times. (laughs) So that was the John Wayne uh, version. So, yeah, she likes Westerns. Uh, but she didn't know how much she liked westerns until she started watching the bees. And I have been keeping a list of all the movies that my wife and I watched together. And um, all westerns. We, we watch a bunch of movies. I mean, it, it it goes. We watch Academy Award movies. We watch regular movies, noir, sci-fi. I mean, bunches of stuff. But westerns is our fave. Bread and butter. And. Uh, in my westerns list now, <laughs> I didn't realize there was that many. 485 B westerns. You're an addict. <laughs> that, that the fetching Mrs. Alexander and I have watched. B, B westerns anonymous. I guess so. We, we need we need help, ladies and gentlemen. We definitely oh, need help. Keep it up. One of the westerns that I wrote about in the uh, in our newsletter. This is a couple of newsletter back newsletters back. Um, Talking like me, I know. Uh, you, you, you're, it's washing off, off on. on it, it's washing off onto me. Uh, the movie is called Drift Fence, and this is a Zane Gray story that, as I write, was put to film, in my opinion, very well. It's definitely a B western, but the quality of the production is not. It's the story of an Easterner, Jim Traft, who is played by comedian and vaudevillian Benny Baker. He's being sent to his uh, to, sent to the West by his rich uncle to quote learn the cattle business close quote. Only Traft isn't keen on learning the biz. He happens to be watching a rodeo when Jim Travis, played by Tom Keen, 
sits down next to him and exclaims to Travis that in Arizona, cows must be tough because in New York, they milk them, not fight them. (laughs) Well, the rodeo organizers then try to get Traft to ride a bronc, which is said to be one of the toughest broncs around. Traft is visibly shaken at the prospect of that, but Travis steps in and, of course, makes the riding that bronc look rather easy. Later on, Traft and Travis are talking, and Travis learns what Traft is supposed to do. And Traft mentions a guy named Clay Jackson, played by Stanley Andrews. You know him as the old ranger on Death Valley Days. Uh, And that tends to perk up Travis quite a bit. They concoct a plan to switch identities, but Travis refuses to explain why. So, Travis goes to the ranch to learn the cattle biz, dressed in dude clothing that looks like he robbed a sofa of its material. That's according to one of the old ranch hands. Ranch foreman Wendy Watkins, played by Irving Bacon, who or Bacon, who uh, he and his brother uh, were numerous serials, uh, tries to get Travis into proper duds, and they go off to working on setting up a drift fence to try and prevent cattle from being rustled. Now, along the way, they encounter gunman Slinger Dunn, played by Buster Krabby, who is working for Jackson. Dunn doesn't know that Jackson is actually rustling cattle from Traff's ranch, which he, Dunn, opposes. Plus, Dunn learns that Travis is keen on his sister, Molly, played by Catherine DeMille. Well, Slinger starts to get ideas about Jackson and his gang when Slinger is offered his cut of what Traft's cattle brought in at sale. He refuses that cut and tells him that he's leaving the gang. Not so fast, says Jackson, as Dunn looks around to see gang's guns drawn on him. They let him leave, and as he's leaving town, one of the gang members happens to ride into town to warn Jackson that the ranchers are coming to town for Jackson. Well, Dunn rides off to ward Travis and uh, decides to join up with him at that point. So the ranchers and the hands ride into town and are ambushed by Jackson and his crew. And it's during this shootout that Dunn finds out what Traft is actually uh, trying to do and that he's actually Travis and that he's an undercover Texas Ranger who's after Jackson for cattle rustling. Meantime, the real Traft shows up at the ranch and causes all kinds of confusion for the ranch's Chinese cook. (laughs) Now, this production comes from Paramount, which did 20 Zane Grey stories during the 1930s. The Paramount moniker may be one of the reasons for the better productions, uh, production values versus other B-Westerns of the time. It's got a good cast that rounds out the production. Uh, Effie Elsler, uh, Elsler, I'm going to say that fast, as Granny Dunn, she's a popular silent actress. Richard Alexander is a henchman, popular serial and and, uh, actor and henchman. Richard Carl is Sheriff Bingham. And Life Erickson is a bit part as ranch hand Curly Prentice. Erickson in this picture was using the name of Glenn Erickson. You might recognize that name. He was later the star in The High Chaparral playing Big John Cannon. Band singer, and, and yeah, and uh, yes, Catherine DeMille is kind of related to uh, director CB. Uh, she happens to be his adopted daughter. Now, I, as I write, there's good action in this one from director Otho Lovering, who rose through the ranks at Paramount as a film editor. And one of the greatest films that Lovering thoughtfully edited was John Ford's Stagecoach. 
Uh, you can find this one on Amazon Prime, but I imagine it's available on numerous streaming platforms. Excellent. And there's a uh, uh, the studio card of uh, what the movie is uh, is also included there. You know, I I, I just are great. I love B movies, B westerns, and my wife loves B movie westerns. We watched four of them last night. <laughs> Mm. That's you know, I've got mm. a Z to flee here. Please do, and then we yes. got a break. And this is right in line with what Todd was doing with the so-called bad westerns. Uh, last Sunday, uh, Wyatt Earp, Kevin Costner, was on TV, and I watched it. And I feel sorry for myself. I really do. Uh, it's I can sum it up in four letters, D-U-L-L. But I want to... I just. This sets the picture. The opening shot is a bar in Tombstone. It's a prelude to the rest of the story because yeah. it's a flashback at that point. But the bartender has just given a cup of coffee to Wyatt or Costner, and he walks over and sits down at his table. Now, it's just, you know, we all know your fresh pot, fresh cup of coffee is a steaming cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. This coffee was not steaming. It was smoking. He sits down at the table. The longer he sat there, the more smoke bellowed out of it. It was like Vesuvius. It was just totally ludicrous, which is not a good way to start it. They flash back, but, you know, the whole movie is just so sad because it's, you know, people have told the Wyatt Earp story over and over and over. over. And I've seen, I've worked on the Wolper documentary shootout at OK Corral and this was the dullest of all of them going back to some of the silence even this thing was so dull Cosner was dull the photography was dull when they get to the tombstone part which is the last part of the movie uh, the cowboys you can't tell one from another it's it's like a a crowd of henchmen from a B western Mm. where nobody has a name you know Curly Bill's there. You know the Clantons and the McClowries are there. You know Johnny Ringo's there. But you haven't got a clue to who's who. Wow. And the funny thing is the, the, the climatic shootout, which is supposed to be the big thing in the movie, uh, there's earlier in the picture, we're back when they're in, uh, back in Kansas, uh, Ed Masterson, who's played by Bill Pullman, has a little scene in there where he has the shootout kills two guys, he gets shot and dies. That's the best action piece in the whole movie. Goodness. Dennis Quaid is the only actor in the movie that comes out unscathed. And he did a marvelous job, but he didn't have enough time with him. That's just, you know, my my rating on that movie, I'm not going to say it's one of the worst five. or one. I'm just going to say it's one of the dullest movies I've ever seen. And I think Ella agrees with you. And on that note, we're going to take our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and John Roberts. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. Imus Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Men, you don't have to come. 
but I'm going to see if I can help the Colorado kid. You'd better stay in here, Tolls. Why, out in that street, there's a gun in every hand. And you'd last about as long as a snowball would in Hades. This is the Voices of the West. Coming back with the uh, Sons of the Pioneers, you know. Hey, Harry. Welcome back to Emil Francis, Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts with you. I see my snowball. It's in Hades. <laughs> yes, Todd. So I just wanted to add to what Bunker was saying about uh, the White Earp film directed by, written and directed by Lawrence Kasdan. You know, that, but there was a great article at the time in L.A. here uh, because both films, this being a movie town, both films, Tombstone and White Earp, were being shot approximately at the same time. Tombstone was released sooner. It had started sooner, but they also were very conscious. Uh, Touchstone, being Disney, was very conscious of the other film. They wanted to get it out there first. And I, like many people, and most people, believe it's a better film. But there was a great article talking about the fact of what a shame it is that both of these two entities couldn't have uh, joined forces and made uh, a great film. Of course, there would have been people who lost out, um, certain actors here and there, certain crew members here and there, and so on. But I think that, um, as I said, Bunker's point is very right, but... Only to exemplify that point, I think in a lot of ways the the film was doomed from the beginning because my good I had a good friend who did the leather on it, and uh, he got a call. You know, they wanted to make the movie, and he, they were sending out Mr. Costner to his shop or his office, whatever. And he had all this. He knew all about everybody in town. Knew all about Tombstone, and they were doing all authentic rigs. There were no buscadero, low slung buscaderos in that film. And so he thought, well, I'm sure that Mr. Costner is going to want that same type of stuff. So he had a big table with all these period correct slide on rigs all over the table because he thought he these uh, you know you're going to want this in your film to make it authentic, like Tombstone is and. He looked at everything and he kept looking up and hanging on the wall all the way around the room were other rigs and there were buscaderos sorted amongst those. And he looked at everything the guy showed him and he said, well, why can't, why, why can't we have these over here? And he pointed to a buscadero on the wall and he said, well, uh, Mr. Costner, um, these Not are period. these these aren't period. Um, you slide on is period. That's if we look at any book of old photographs, that's period correct and so on. And he went, yeah, but I like these. <laughs> God. And that's how they ended up in the film. And the majority of the guys in the film are wearing buscaderos. Once in a while, you see a slide on, but rarely. Wow. Um, and it's just sad. Uh, but I would agree with you, Bunker. The film is long and it's slow, and uh, you know it. Uh, it there's a lot uh, that the all the outlaws look the same, um, and they're all um, uh, just a. They're all like a. It's almost like a herd of dirty buffalo. Yes, it is. They're all in brown, uh, and it's dirty. And then you have the herbs who are all in black, but they're clean. 
and uh, it's just it, it's 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 almost passe. The film is almost passe. Well, here's a footnote to that history. Quickly, uh, I worked on the shootout at the OK Corral Wolper documentary. John Gilcrease, a noted historian, was our technical advisor on that. But the day of the shooting that we were getting ready to do that, he came on the set. He's all excited. He's got this piece of paper. He's waving it. He gathers everybody around. Everybody, come around. Come around. Look. He said, look, I got it. And we're going, what? Piece of paper. He says, this is the laundry ship sheet from the Chinese laundry for Herb's coat that he got out the day before. He had a canvas lining sewed into the pocket because he always carried his gun in his pocket. He did not carry a did not have a gun rig. He carried it in his pocket or in his belt. Well, interesting. Yes. Now, and on that note, unfortunately, we are plumb out of time. Uh, I, I wanted. I'll to- just leave you with one quote by John Wayne: "Good go films are about people. If they aren't, they aren't much good." There you go. Next time we get together on Amal Franzi's Voices of the West, Bunker won't be here, but uh, we've got a great guest Todd and I will talk with, Shayla Connor. And uh, this is all about uh, Native American women missing. gone missing. And so that's coming up next time. All you young, all you women out there that listen to the show, or if you have granddaughters, nieces, daughters, uh, or mentor a young girl, don't Please listen. have them tune into the show. Yeah, Don't this listen. is a woman who is empowering women and showing them how to make their life and be something more than they are supposed to be. And it's going to be a good one. Till next week. That's it for this edition of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, ADOs, you nuggets out there. <laughs> so long, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.